We have a new series, and um, starting today, this month, um, won't actually preach this on the 30th, which is the last Sunday of the month, but um, we're going to talk about it today and, and through Christmas. Um, and the title of it is A Star is Born. Title of my message, A Star is Born. And over 2,000 years ago, a star was born. The star. The star that outshines all of Hollywood put together. All of anybody put together. He outshines. And there was a star in the sky that acknowledged not only that he was born, but that star was in the sky as an accumulation of our solar system being set in place by design for a nine-month period from the time that he was conceived until the time and even after he was born. How great is our God? And these next three messages, I'm going to give you some information in some different ways. And the conclusion <laughs> is how great is our God? I don't care what kind of problems that you have, issues that you have in life. When I get through with this series, any and every issue, problem, anything else, anything in the future, anything from the past trying to weigh you down, I'm expecting it to be removed off your shoulders because of you being aware and acknowledging how great God is and how real that His greatness is. So, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm just going to jump in, I'm going to read, because I'm building a foundation in these three messages, I'm going to read um, a number of scriptures today. Well, not a lot, I'm going to read a lot of scripture, but only in four passages. And you know, that's not a lot for me. In 2 Peter... 2 Peter, chapter 1, and we're going to start reading with verse 16. For we did not, we did not follow cunningly devised fables 
when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. Everybody say, excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. Where did it come from? It came from the excellent glory. It came from, that voice came from glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises within your heart. Until the morning star. Jesus is known as the bright and the morning star. That star was born one day. And everything, all of hell was motivated to take this guy out. Take him out. But that day that he was born, the whole earth changed in a lot of ways. I've been, I've been studying a lot about the stars and the planets, been kind of digging out astrology just in general. And one of the things that I've found as I've studied this, I mean, you know, we're all, we're all taught in school. You went to school, should have gone to school. If you went to school, we were all taught about the Milky Way and the planets, the nine planets. Earth being one of them. Um, we were all taught about the general kind of understanding of astrology in, in our world and about stars and little, little general information about stars. But, you know, as I've, as I've studied it and I've looked into it, and don't, don't, don't take this wrong. I mean, if you're a horoscope reader, don't get offended by what I'm saying. Just listen to what I'm saying. Because there's a lot of Christian people that think that anything that has to do with the stars or the planet or, or any type of energy, there's a lot of Christian people that think that that's all weird. <laughs> but we're just, we're made up of energy. Our God is full of energy. Everywhere you look, it's energy. When you look up at night, anybody ever, I mean, in Kerrville, Texas, we're, we're up, you know, we're... We're over a thousand feet higher here than it is, you are in San Antonio. So when you're in San Antonio, the, the lights mess up the stars. But when you come to Kerrville, man. But see, the deal is that a lot of people look up and they look through their telescopes and, they do, and they're looking for answers. There's no answers in the stars. There's no answer in your horoscope. There's answers in God, but what the stars do, what I'm finding out in my study of the stars and the planet and the universe and the universes, what I'm, what I'm finding out is that all of that 
confirms the greatness of my God. Astrology talks about the Big Bang. As, I, as, I begin, as I've begun to study, you know, I've heard people criticize the Big Bang. Somebody asked me about it several years back. I said, well, you know what? I don't even really know what they're talking about because I've not studied it. I'll say, you know, well, the, the Big Bang, that this happened, that happened. I said, okay, I'm, I'm sure there was a bang somewhere, you know. I said, so what, what do you all, you know, sometimes people get so freaked out about things. You'll never win people when you focus on the thing. You never convince people. I'm just telling you, my God's got all the answers, and I don't need to convince you anything, but you got questions. I don't, I'm not saying I know it all. I'm not an astronomer. I'm not, I'm not schooled in astronomy, but I'm teaching myself, and the Holy Ghost is showing me some things about it. <laughs> I mean, I love it. i got to make myself quit studying it because I love it because it's my God. All those stars and those planets. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you just a few statistics, just to, just to, you know, whet the appetite of how amazing and over the top that our God is. Let's start here. There's a hundred. Well, so since 1922. All of these figures have progressively changed. Now, you understand, I'm not saying I'm an authority on this. If, if you hear me say something and you don't think that's right, don't get mad at me. I'm just, I, I've looked it up. I've studied it from different people. I'm telling you what I've read from others, okay? So if you don't, you don't agree with that, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm this. I just want to talk about how great my God is. I mean, this stuff is close, okay? It's close. But it's changing all the time. They're finding out more and more and more. But, but, but watch this. There's 100 billion galaxies in the universe that we know of. Now, they, the scientists, they, they out there, said there was only a universe. But now, see, they, they've got the list. I mean, you, if, if, you're, if, you're, if I'm looking at this on my iPad, you have to scroll with all the list of things that they don't understand. I mean, we think it's this, but, but then there's seven things that go with that that they think they know that they don't know. And I'm, not, I'm not, I mean, you know, they, they know, they know a lot, and they do whatever they do, and They've gone to school for it, and they know all that they know. I'm just talking about the God I know. So I'm trying to fit in the information that other people have taught me into the God I know. And, and what's happening is, as I'm studying it, I mean, all of a sudden, Scriptures, I, I, like I see something in there. And, and the deal is, the star that we call the Star of Bethlehem, uh, it was really there. That wasn't a falling star. It wasn't a comet. It wasn't whatever. And, and I'm going to prove this to him. I'm going to show you in the last message. But it was two different planets in our solar system that came together at one time because, you know, planets move. And sometimes planets move like this. They'll go like this, and then they'll go this way. 
And, and Jupiter's known as the wandering star. He doesn't know where he's going. But you know what his name is, his nickname is? Jupiter's called the king star. And there were two stars that came together that became that light. Two planets. But it all started with a planet and a star, at least from the information that I'm getting. And I've confirmed it now with three different sources, and all these sources are saying the same thing. Well, as I've read the scriptures, all of a sudden, I'm beginning to see that star all the way through the Bible. What I tell you was in Second Tim- in Second Peter, he's the bride and the morning star, and that star is to shine on the inside of us. He was born, he lived, he died, and now he sits at the right hand of the Father. That star, that star that was born, sits at the right hand of the Father, representing you and I. And that literal star lined up in the earth from the heavens to let people know that he's real. That's what we're talking about over these next few weeks. But there's a hundred billion galaxies in this universe, in our universe. And in each one of those galaxies, there's a hundred billion stars. And our galaxy that we know of as the Milky Way is just one galaxy. And in our solar system that they know of, there's, there's nine planets that we know of, but there's so many more, and, and there's so much more matter that's out there that they can't even identify. Now get this. The Milky Way, the diameter of the Milky Way, this one galaxy, and how many galaxies are there? There's more than a hundred billion. I'm just trying to reinforce what we're talking about here. Okay? Not, any, not all the multi-billions of people that have ever lived on planet Earth, everybody with their minds together couldn't figure out how this operates. So when I'm saying, you know, they, they've got all this list of stuff they don't know, yeah, only God knows. Is there life somewhere else than planet Earth? I mean, there's a lot of people that say a lot of different things about it. But we're talking about God. We're talking about a hundred billion galaxies that they, that, I mean, that they've, they've counted to that point. In the 1920s, it was thought that, the, that all the stars in the universe were in the Milky Way. Now they've come to the realization that there's a hundred billion stars in a hundred billion galaxies, in each one of them. I mean, we all just kind of sit there like, 
Wow. Right? I mean, you can't even imagine. Your mind can't even fathom it. And you have any issue in life? I don't care what it is. There's not an issue in life that he hasn't already taken care of that. We're talking about the hundred billion God. In one little itty-bitty galaxy. And you're going to see it. So, so I, I read all that to you, and, and I'll, just, I'll just read this. This is something I, I pulled up. Uh, this is the kid's version. <clears throat> this is the kid's version of what a light year is. The fastest thing that we know of is light, which travels at a speed of 186,000 miles a second in empty space. To get an idea of how fast that is, light can travel about seven times around the earth in one second. A thousand and one. A thousand and one. It's been around the earth 14 times. A thousand and one. 21 times. Huh? I was impressed when I saw that Gulf Star took over the private jet that the Concorde spent $6 billion on and couldn't figure out. And now they have the new private jet like the Concorde was that can make it to London, from here to London in, what is it, three hours? I thought that was fast. Wow. Wow. Fast. But we're talking about 1,001. It just traveled around the world seven times. The world. The planet. That's our God. Astronomers use the speed of light to measure how far away things are in space. A light year is the distance that light can travel in one year. In one year, light travels about 5,880,000,000,000 miles. So this distance is one light year. For example, the nearest star to us is about 4.3 light years away. Our galaxy, the Milky Way, is about, and I already said this, 150,000 light years across. And the nearest large galaxy, Andromeda, is 2.3 million light years away. Well, enough of all that. But it's over the top staggering and you can't even comprehend it. Listen to me. My God told me that if I let him work on the inside of me, he will do exceeding and abundantly beyond all that I can ask or even think about. Now, I, 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 can, I, can, I can think about the fact that, it, that, um, that one light year travels about 5 trillion, 800 and billion. I can think that. I can't understand that, but I can think it. God said, if, he, if I will let him work in me, 
He'll cause me to understand. That's why I'm studying the stars. I'm, I'm, I'm just, God told me to get into it and study it. I woke up one day just thinking about the Bethlehem star a long time ago, and, and it just got me into that, and so I've just been doing study of it. But what, what, it, what it's done is, when I acknowledge this as a fact, and it's true, and it's my God because of the scriptures I'm fixing to read to you right now, and I acknowledge that it's Him and His greatness, any thought that comes to my mind... Let's swallow it up in my God, man. Any care? No, nah, swallow it up. Any issue, any attack against me? No, swallow it up in the things of God because every promise in God has already been taken care of. So he's already got us. He's already got us covered. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Yeah, Pastor, I was doing this thing and my big toe got hurt, you know, and I was wondering why God allowed that. He said, no, you got your big toe where it didn't need to be. It didn't have anything to do with God. You did something that you shouldn't have done, and you got in a place where you shouldn't have been. Keep your big toe out of there. God's got us covered, I promise you. There's no excuse for anything. We're covered. And this is the God that's covered us right here. Psalm 19 and verse 1 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God. Where, where, where did those words come from that spoke over Jesus? This is my beloved son in whom I'm well. It came from glory. The heavens declare the glory and the firmament shows his handiwork. The heavens, it didn't say heaven, it said the heavens. The Bible talks about three different heavens. One of them is the heaven. But another one is the heavens over us, which is where the stars and the planet, listen to me, the heavens, the stars and the planet declare the glory of God. What does the glory represent? What is it defined as? As splendor and radiance, as light and honor. When I look at the sun and the moon, in Psalm 89 it says, the sun and the moon are in the sky they don't fall out of the sky because there was a covenant made between God and man. And when you look at the sun and the moon, you remember the greatness of our God. That's the glory, the radiance of God coming out of the stars and the planets and the sky and the heavens above us. That's who He is. Folks, there's so much more that is out there and beyond, but that's not what we, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking about studying the stars, but as I'm studying the stars, it's making me more effective here. I'm not going to move to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and, you know, be a part of the space program there and the, and the trip that's going to fly to the wherever, wherever the next planet they, they're going to fly. And it's in process right now. I'm not even thinking about that. 
What do we want to fly to another planet? Man, we got we to work this one out. Huh? Why well, want to fly to one of the other eight when I'm on this one, gravity's here, I'm breathing here, and God's got my existence here, and I'm focused here, and I'm going to overcome here. And every time I look up, the radiance of His glory. Oh, man. God, forgive me for worrying about that. Forgive me for taking that care. Forgive me for having this fear. But I have your wisdom, and I have your understanding. The spirit of wisdom and revelation is coming on me and overtaking me. And in that wisdom and revelation, I know how to operate like you. And I can understand how great all that is out there and how great you are. But I want to see how great you are in my life, in other people's lives. Lord, I thank you that my words are changing people's lives because of what I'm praying and declaring over people. People are getting saved and healed and delivered. And people aren't taking their lives and doing all kinds of things that the world is, is, it's happening in the world because People are depressed in the world. But the church has got to know that his amazing glory and his power has already accomplished everything. That's why Abraham could say, that's why Abraham could say this. After 25 years, after everything that he had to get delivered of in his life so he could be in the place to be the father of nations... In Romans 4, we have record of him saying that he is fully convinced and persuaded that what God promised, he is able to perform what he said would work. That's what I have to believe. And I'm telling you, listen to me, I'm not looking for the stars for answers and direction, but every time I look at the stars, whoo! It confirms to me how big that my God is and how real he is and he is able to do exactly what he told me he would do. I'm done. No. Almost. I mean, I just preached myself through the roof. Now watch this. Isaiah 40, and I'm probably going to just end with this today. I may, I may read a few verses of Scripture in Matthew, but, I, but, but as good as this is right here, based on everything that I've, I've prefaced, what I'm fixing to say is all right here in this verse of Scripture, in this, in this, actually this whole chapter, but I'm not going to read every verse. Where did I tell you to go? Isaiah 40. And I want to I, I um, read this out of the New Living Translation. Isaiah 40, and we're going to start with verse 1, and we're going to read it out of the New Living. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over all of her sins. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland of our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Everybody said the glory. The glory of God, the splendor of God, the majesty, the brilliance 
the wisdom, the honor of God, the, the, the glory of God, the nature of God. God's glory is His nature. It's who He is. It will be revealed. And that's what the birth accomplished. That all the sin, this prophecy of Isaiah, is about the coming Messiah. That all of the sins, yeah, God was mad and He was angry from before, but once the star was born, it's all over. Can you say amen? Verse, the rest of verse 5. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all people will see it together, for the Lord has spoken. Go on to um, uh, verse 12. Whew. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? It's a question mark. Who else knows the weight of the earth or has weighed the mountains and hills on a scale? Who is able to advise the Spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give Him advice or to teach Him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does He need instruction about what is good? Did someone teach Him what is right or show Him the path of justice. Look at verse 15. No. <laughs> that no is to all those questions. No. For all the nations, watch this, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. Well, I imagine when there's a hundred billion other galaxies the nations of this world are but a drop in the bucket they are nothing more than dust on the scales he picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand that's the hundred billion God that's the hundred billion God All the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. Nothing that's happening today is any big deal to God. You know why bad is happening out there? Because bad is tolerated. If all you do is good, as long as heaven and earth is intact, so is seed time and harvest time. Whatever a person sows, that's what he's going to reap. If all of humanity was sowing good, that's what we'd reap. Why is there bad out there? Because we're stupid. <laughs> Pretty dang simple. So I don't know about you, but I'm getting unstupid. I'm getting set free. Every time I look up, whoo, glory to Jesus. <laughs> Woo! And I tell you what, you don't want to miss my last message. If you're going somewhere for Christmas, cancel all. No, I'm kidding. <clears throat> you, you don't want to miss it. You've got to hear it. If, you, if you're not here, just come here, but you've got to hear it. Because you, you'll never look at the sky again based on what I'm going to share with you. About that star hanging. And that star was the brightness. Two planets coming together. 
nobody else could figure out. Herod had the men from the east when they found it. But see, the star was already there because they saw it and it led them to where they were going. See, they were in the west and the star was in the east and that led them and they kept looking and, 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 and I'm going to show you that there is, there is definite, there is, there is definite proof that those stars moved, those planets moved the way they moved to set up that, what we know as the Bethlehem star to acknowledge the birth of the king. And it was, one of the planets was the king planet. It was the king star. Jupiter was one of those that lined up at that moment and during that time period that those men from the east could follow. Pretty amazing. I never knew it. I'm sharing it with you because I found it out and you can go study it for yourself, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. Amen? Our God is absolutely over the top. Over the top. There's nothing he can't do for you in your life in any way, shape, or form. Can you say amen? Can you put that back up? All the nations of the world but a drop in the bucket. They're nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of salt, of sand, or salt. Right? That's God. That's our God. That's the God that lives inside of us, that views all that stuff. Why would we view what's going on out there as any big deal? And you just got to let that kind of, I could say some things, well, you know, you, you can do this. or No, you, you got to do what you think. Why would we let anything out there affect what we know in here? And every time I look up, it's reconfirmed. Every time at nighttime I look up, every time I see the sun and the moon, every time, you know, there's times when you can see different planets with, even with your eye, you can see them. Every time I see and I look up and I see the stars in the sky, I think of how great my God is. And what's so great about him is he's got this whole thing all figured out. And most people think that he doesn't because of how bad things look. But that, how things look, have nothing to do with how great he is. Nothing. Verse, eight, uh, verse uh, 18. To whom can you compare God? What image can you find to resemble him? Think of all the kings. Elvis? LeBron James? Who else is a king? Michael Jackson? Who? Who else? Kings. Is there any king that can compare to him? I mean, I mean you, can say those, you can say those names, nothing wrong. Those guys are great. All those people are great people. They did great things, all that kind of stuff, whatever. But it just shows we're not dealing with humanity. We're dealing with God. We're dealing with 100 billion galaxy God. 
Verse 25. I love this. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal, asks the Holy One of Israel, in other words. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal, is what he asks. Look up to the heavens. What's he talking about? These heavens. These heavens, the stars, the planets. Look up to the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another. Watch this. Calling each one by its name. Ooh, there went a star. Watch this. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. I mean, I'm overwhelming myself just teaching this. Not a single star? Ah, there went a fallen star, other things gone. No, God knows exactly where it's at. How? I don't know. I don't know. But he said it. So be it. He made them. He did it. It's all him. Everything is about him. Why would I care about anything else? He calls them all by name. Man. Huh? Verse 27. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Bert, how can you say that the Lord doesn't see your troubles? Oh, any of us sitting here today, how can you say the Lord doesn't see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Any of us, who can say that God ignores our rights? What are my rights? What are your rights? If you're born again, and if you believe the Word of God, your rights are in here. These are your rights. He will never ignore what you enforce. He will never ignore what you enforce. Or he's a liar and he can't lie. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. Have you, I'm going to read that again, verse 28. Have you never heard? Question. Have you never understood? Question. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of of all the earth, he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak, strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall into exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles, they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's us. Say, that's me. Say it again. He's talking to you in here. That's the hundred billion galaxy God. That's the God that caused two planets at a specific time to merge and it created a bright light that declared King Jesus is born. King Jesus was conceived, King Jesus was born, and King Jesus is alive. Amen?
And if he's alive, then I'm alive. If all this is a lie, I'm toast. But he can't lie. He can't lie. And everything he's told us in his word is absolute truth. Can you say amen to that? Um, <clears throat> I just want to say, I'm, I'm not going to look in Matthew 2. Um, we'll get there next week. We'll have to do a little bit of review, but we'll get to Matthew 2 next week. But I want to say that one of the, as, I, as, I've, been, as I've been studying just studying astrology and looking at all the thoughts and ideas that have come through the years that date back, you know, back even before the 1600s up to today. As I'm, re, as, I, as I'm studying what other people have said, I'm not saying that I know all about it. I'm just studying what other people have said. In every galaxy, there's a black mass. And the black mass is so deep and so wide that there's no calculations of how wide and how deep that the black mass is in every galaxy. Every, how many galaxies? 100 billion in this universe. Over 100 billion in this universe. And in, in that galaxy, there's a black mass in each and every one of them. As I was reading and listening to some of the theories, ideas of the Big Bang, that all of those kind of things in the Big Bang theory are unexplainable. There's no explanation. It's just voided matter and dust and different kinds of things. There's a lot of dust out there. There's a ton of dust. If you've ever been in West Texas during dust season, <clears throat> it's like that and even more. I mean, it's, there's a ton of dust out there. A lot of dust. There's more dust. That's why he said, that's why he said that, that uh, what did he say was like a grain of sand? Um, the earth was, yeah, like, considered like a grain. He could pick it up like a grain of sand because a lot of sand and dust out there. But when they're trying to explain this black hole and black mass that's out there, they have no explanation. But there are scriptures, listen, if you, don't, if you don't think this way, you know how, I mean, I'm just saying, in any, any bit of knowledge that you get about anything, if, no, if you never had knowledge about something, you could read over scriptures and get no real understanding. But once you get knowledge about something, you, all of a sudden, they become enlightened because the Holy Spirit can now say, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. And next week or the, the, the last week, I'm, I'm going to just share two verses of Scripture that talk about that black mass. See, science is, is trying their gosh darn best to catch up with God. That's what's happening. They're trying their best to catch up with Him. And they're just men and women like you and I. I mean, it's, I'm not being critical of them. But they're behind. Because my God's already explained what the black mass is and I can see it in the scripture. I, 
I'm reading that and I'm going, I mean, okay. And then you got to take that by faith. You, you, You understand? I'm not trying to read something into a passage of scripture, but when I read this and you see this, and I'm going to show you, I'll read some more things that they say about the black mass. I'm going to tell you exactly what God says the black mass is. In every hundred billion galaxies, there's a black mass that can't be measured. In every galaxy. That's the all I'm giving you the statistics about, not to impress you, believe me. I'm saying it because I want you to know how great the God that we serve is. Amen. And what happened in Bethlehem well over two thousand years ago was all by design. And even (laughs) the stars and the planets confirmed it. And that's what they do. They confirm it. And every day that you struggle with something and you look up and you acknowledge that my God hung those stars and if one falls, he knows it fell. And he knows where it's at and he knows this, that, and every. And he's, there goes Jimmy. There goes Betty. There goes this one, that one. He knows. He knows. Whew.